Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today our guest is Pete Flowers. He's going to talk to us about some politics, local politics. Martha. Well, we ha- yes, we have an upcoming election, the Golden, Golden Penny election. And it turns out that our teachers are one of the lowest paid in North Texas. Which is a little embarrassing. It is crazy because we mm-hmm. all move here for the amazing schools and the education. The services they give us. And we're, we can't retain teachers. We're having a hard time keeping them and hiring them, and we need to do something about it. Especially since COVID. But, <clears throat> so Pete is going to make this more accessible to us. He does an excellent job of just like really laying out all the facts and giving it to us in a short, succinct way that we can all understand. And we just want to give you a fair warning that we're both very big proponents of this. And Pete Flowers, our guest today, he works for the political action committee behind this. So guys, we're super excited to have Pete Flowers on to talk about Proposition A. Election is on November 2nd. And early um, elections are October 18th. Pete, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. So we're here to talk about the Golden Penny election today. And I was just telling Nellie yesterday that I feel like that sounds like the magic beans and Jack and the Beanstalk. And we really want to know what the heck a Golden Penny is. Well, it's not a bad comparison because they really are kind of magical in the effect they'll have on our school district. But what it is is essentially the ability for us to um, vote on um, being able to keep a certain amount of our property tax dollars in our school district as opposed to being as opposed to them being taken to the state and redistributed to other districts well we don't qualify for a lot of the uh we don't qualify for a lot of gimmies yes in our neighborhood no we we really don't our 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 reimbursement rate from the state is the lowest of any district in north texas Mm -hmm. and so that means that the money that the state allows us to keep per student is lower than any other district in north texas do you mind giving us just a snapshot of Robin Hood for those that might not understand what it is? Sure. So back in the early 90s, I believe 92 was the first year uh, it came into effect. I was, gosh, I was an eighth grader, something like that. Um, but, <laughs> Me too. Uh, but I, 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 do, I do remember this. I do remember this well when it happened because it was kind of such a big deal. But the state um, looked at property-rich districts, um, us being one, Holland Park being one of them, and said, you know, why don't we take a little bit of money from those districts and give it to property poor districts? Now, initially, this was only about five or six districts in the state of Texas. It was us, Alamo Heights, Westlake, you know, the ones you would expect. And it wasn't much money. It was just a little bit. And they were going to take some of that that money and give it to districts that didn't have as high property values and weren't able to tax as much and raise as much revenue for their school districts. Um, As with most things over time, that increased. And, And kind of the creep of that over the last 30 years has been such that not only have the number of districts that have fallen under this, hey, we're going to take some of your money thing, you know, increased, the amount of money they've taken from our district has increased to the point that where we sit now, 66 cents of every dollar that is raised to go to our schools, raised by our property taxes, gets taken to the state and given to other districts. It means we only keep about one third of the property tax money that we raise in our district. Okay, so the Golden Penny election is coming up, and what exactly is on the ballot? So it is uh, actually Proposition A. It is the only substantive proposition on the ballot in this in this um, election. Election date is November uh, Tuesday, November second, as usual, first Tuesday of November, mm-hmm. and then early voting starts uh, a couple weeks before that on October eighteenth. So um, it, it is the uh, proposition is to approve a tax rate of. I, th- I believe it's a dollar and thirteen cents, of which four cents 
will be a four cents of that will be allowed to remain 100% in our school district, not subject to recapture and redistribution by the state, as opposed to every other tax dollar that's collected, of which two thirds goes to other districts other than our own. Okay, so you're a finance guy. Yes. How did you get involved in this? Well, um, it started because I became aware of the issue, uh, along with a number of people that I'm, I'm in contact with. I've been involved in various aspects of the school district. I was Bradfield Dad's Club president. I sit on the Dad's Club board now. Um, I've, 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 I know people on the school board in, in various other things. And um, I, it struck me as a very important issue because our teachers are um, really underpaid compared to every other district in North Texas. And that puts us at a huge competitive disadvantage when we're looking to hire and retain the best teachers. Yeah, it's um, my understanding that, that they're not accepting jobs here and some are even leaving because of pay reasons. Uh, that's actually the number one reason they don't accept job or leave or, or, or they leave. That's the, really the only reason. Um, when you look at it, you know, property values around Highland Park have gotten have gotten so high mm -hmm. that most of our teachers can't afford to live here. And so they're living in Frisco, they're living in Rockwall, they're living in Mesquite, they they're living in Forney. Way. They're yeah. driving a long way each way just to come and work at Highland Park ISD and they're driving through three, four other districts that would pay them a lot more than we do just to get to us. Mm -hmm. And so you you take that and you compound it, well, now they've got kids and they they have you know they, they can't be there for, for their kids after school etc. There's a lot of conflicting factors that um, make that salary difference a lot harder for us to overcome than other places. And so, um, uh, like I said, the reason I got involved one is because um, you know I grew up in Holland Park. My parents grew up in Holland Park. My grandparents wow. grew up in Holland Park. Your legacy. You know, you know, my my, <laughs> my kids. My kids. My kids. I've got four kids. Mm -hmm. They're fourth generation here. Mm -hmm. um, all have benefited from the great education that Holland Park ISD provides, and um, and I want that to continue for future generations. Right. And, That's why um, we all move here. And if we can't retain our teachers, what are we going to do? No. Yes. And I've noticed, for example, my son goes to Shelton. We are Highland mm -hmm. Park people. We have one son. He goes to Shelton. So he's in private school. We stayed in the neighborhood because we love it so much. Mm -hmm. And um, he has like three teachers this year because they're sort of giving their time because they're retired because yes. they couldn't get teachers mm -hmm. and here we are in one of the best school systems in the country and it's important to pay them yes it, it right? really is i mean at this point um uh, our teachers out of the 25 uh, districts in north texas our teachers, uh, our, our our pay levels are twenty fourth out of twenty five. That is just insane. Wow. Which, which is which is pretty dismal. And again, it's that is purely a function of the state can dictate two things. It can dictate the property taxes we charge, and it can dictate how much money of those property taxes we keep. Because of a variety of things, um, we are we um, the, the and it, there's a formula that drives all of this. And the formula has inputs that really disadvantage us. One, one of the most significant inputs is how many students in your district qualify as economically disadvantaged? Well, we don't have any. None. Right. Yes. Yeah. The second one is how, how many students are English as a second language? Mm -hmm. We really have hardly any of those. And so all these other districts that have more of those are allowed to keep more of their tax money by the state than we are. And since we're not allowed to raise our taxes arbitrarily, um, and even if we did, only we only keep one third of the additional revenue that we raise. Um, we're really kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place as far as how do we, you know, get our teachers the money they deserve. Um, and what this golden penny election allows us to do is to designate certain funds that a hundred we keep a hundred percent of, the net effect of which will allow us to give our teachers and staff a seven percent annual raise. So what you're saying is it's not a tax increase; it's about how you allocate. 
the money. Correct. Um, so uh, w- what you have um, on the on the ballot is the choice between two decreases, essentially. One would be a decrease of 6.1 cents per $100 of value of your house, and the other would be a decrease of 2.1 cents per $100 of value of a house. The net between those two, those four golden pennies, we call them, um, will be allowed to be kept 100% in our district if we vote yes on this proposition. Now, dollars and cents, what does this look like? Um, for every million dollars of value, so if you have a million dollars of house, uh, your house is worth a million dollars, excuse me, um, the difference between those two is about $310 of taxes per year. Per year. So um, a price of a really nice meal um, yeah. in some places. You know, exactly. Not, not one that I ever go to, but you know, <laughs> for in some, some places, people. yeah, right. Um, so, so that, 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 that is the, really the difference in the, in the amount of actual tax extra, you know, difference of tax you would pay between option one, which is the 6.1 cent decrease and option two, which is the 2.1 cent decrease. The difference being the 2.1 cent, de- cent decrease allows us to keep an additional $3.6 million to pay our teachers more. So honestly, it's like, it's really just an investment in the neighborhood. Correct. You're saying I'm investing in my own property, in my children, in the neighborhood, yes. in addition to the schools. Even, like I said, my son doesn't go to school in Highland Park anymore, mm-hmm. but you're investing in the neighborhood, which benefits all of us. Correct. I mean, and if you want to look at it, just brass tacks, um, the, uh, what a large part of the reason that our property values are what they are is because our school district is what it is. Yeah. And if that goes away, then... You know, then what do we have? What do we have? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, that, that's really what we hang our hat on. So that's stay right. home. Don't go out to that fancy dinner <laughs> and vote yes. It's just $310. Yes. I mean, really, really, it really is, um, it really is a, a I hate to, use, hate to use the word no-brainer, mm-hmm. but this is the first time since 1992 we've been given the opportunity to keep all of our money, at least a certain part of it, in our district. That's never happened before. It. We don't know if it'll ever happen again. Um, and it, the nice thing is this goes in perpetuity. This isn't just a one-year deal. If we vote yes on this, we are allowed to retain those four cents as, you know, in perpetuity or until the Texas state legislature decides to mess with everything again, which, you know, happens, but we don't know when that's going to okay, be. So- Let's repeat that for a second. So what you're saying is this election is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing or once-in-a-ten-year kind of thing? Once so far in my lifetime, at least. Wow. Um, okay. You know, and you're a legacy, so we're listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it, like I said, that this will conti- you know, if we vote yes on this, this will allow us to continue to remain the, retain this money in our district in perpetuity or until the legislature decides to change the formula again, which only happens about once every 10 or 15 years. So at least for that long, I would, I would assume wow. we would be allowed to t- pay our teachers this additional money. And will this affect those that are 65 and older? No, no. Their property taxes are already frozen, um, and they, this would not affect them either way, but we still need them to vote. Okay. Um, their vote absolutely cl- is necessary. You're getting close yeah. there, Nellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to her last time. I know. I She's t- using my joke. I totally sold Back her on joke. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I said it on air. But <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of sidebar off, off air. So, you know, you've done a really great job of, of explaining this and, like, making it very crystal clear and everything. But I'm just curious, is there actually anyone out there that opposes this? Um, we have not heard a whole lot of opposition um, to this specifically. Um, opposition that we've heard tends to center around other issues that are going on in the district, and there are plenty of those, as you probably know, um, and it gets conflated with this issue. Uh, but as far as as far as the as the dynamics of this specific issue and the and the wisdom of voting for this, there really hasn't been hardly any any opposition to that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, because there's there's it's a really unique opportunity. 
why wouldn't we want to keep more of our own money in our district? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense because, you know, initially looking at it, it seemed like, okay, what are, like, what are we doing here, mm-hmm. right? And especially since I don't have a child in Highland Park anymore. Mm-hmm. Now this makes sense for all of us, even if you don't have a child in Highland Park. You're, Correct. You're basically investing again. I'm, I, I'm saying again, investing in your neighborhood. Right. And again, it, and, and it's, not, it's not even a choice of a tax increase or decrease. It's a choice between two different decreases. Everyone's taxes are going to decrease whether you vote yes or no. Mm-hmm. It's a question of how much and what is done with that increment money. And that's what th- that's what this is. That's what this is all about. And basically, you're not going to even feel it. You're not going to feel this, uh, right? Hopefully not. No. To improve our neighborhood, <laughs> we're going to feel nothing. Yes, and and again, I'll tell. I'll go back to the teachers. Um, I have a unique perspective. Um, my uh, my um, my wife's father is a football coach, and so I, I I've grown up around coaches and teachers, and um, and it's really difficult for those people um, to who have to juggle, especially the coaches who will get up sometimes at 6 a.m. and leave their house and drive 45 minutes in so they can have a film session before school or coach a practice before school, and then they teach all day, and then they coach a practice in the afternoon, and they get off at about 6.30 and then have to drive an hour back home. Mm-hmm. It's a hard life, mm-hmm. and, and for us not to pay them commensurately with, with, the, with what they go through you know, on behalf of our kids is, is, pretty, is pretty bad, and this gives us the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. So the thing about these off-year elections is a lot of people aren't motivated to get out there and vote, and we have That's to true. really encourage people to get out there and vote. But what happens if this doesn't pass? Well, um, you're correct. It is an off-year election, um, typically, or low turnout. Um, I would urge people to get out and vote because um, – Short answer to your question is for the first for this school year and next school year, really nothing happens. Now, nothing being we remain at the bottom of teacher compensation in, in all of North Texas, which mm-hmm. isn't great. Not good. Um, but but there, there's no there's no there's you're not falling off the edge of a cliff at that point. Um, to answer your question fully, we got to go back to the law that allowed us to do this, which was passed House Bill Three, which was passed in 2019, took effect in 2020, and. In it, the the state said, hey, we're going to retool all of this and make all the school districts better off. And so they messed with the formula by which they determine how much money you get to keep in your district. And sure enough, almost everybody's better off except for us and a couple other districts. And so they said, okay, we recognize we pitched this as everybody's going to be better off, but some of you aren't. So what we're going to do is called a formula transition grant, meaning that we're going to give you an extra amount of money every year to make you whole, to get you back to where you were before we did this change to the formula. For us, that was $3 million. But the problem was when they gave us that, it twilights in 2023, which means after 2023, that $3 million goes away. So if we vote no on this, that $3 million goes, goes away, we go from being almost dead last in compensation to losing an additional $3 million wow. and then trying to figure out where to make up that money. That's the cliff we're, we're looking at facing if this doesn't pass. Yeah. So. so guys, you've got kids in the neighborhood, you've got property in the neighborhood. This is a very important issue. It is. It is. And this might be the only opportunity we have to vote on it um, because this sort of issue can only be brought up in November elections. It is not allowed by state law to happen in the May elections. And next November, the state legislature is looking at potentially passing a measure that says you cannot vote on any school funding financing issue whatsoever next November. So if it doesn't pass now, it is entirely possible that we will fall off the funding cliff and not have the opportunity to get it back. And that would be a shame because we really do have the best schools really in the country in our in our district you yes. know and you've got to keep that going and great teachers yes i mean yeah. some of whom are still around from when i was there well my son was in special ed and like those kind of teachers especially like they provide such a service and you really really have to 
give them a decent salary to keep them here. Correct. Yes. Yeah. As you said, they can't they, they can't even live in the neighborhood anymore anymore. Right. You know, which yes. is a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. Well, Pete, you've done an amazing job of motiv- motivating me to go vote. I'm getting out there, and I'm going to tell all my friends to go. But if people want more information, where should they go? Well, um, so the Political Action Committee um, that I'm the treasurer of has a, uh, a website at scottsforteachers.org, the number four, not F-O-R, scottsnumber4teachers.org. That kind of lays out the basics of this issue, gives you um, the ability to find you know, find um, out where to get a yard sign or things like that. If you're supporting it, you can add your name to the list of supporters on the website. Also, if you want to dig in-depth into the numbers and a lot of more technical stuff about this, on um, hpisd.org, the main district website, if you go on the main page, there's a button that says Golden Penny Election that will link you to a page that has all of the details about the, the numbers, the formulas, all that other sort of thing if you want to dig into those those type of issues. And will it tell us where to go and vote? Just uh, yes, On it a will. simplistic yes, level? On, on a very simplistic <laughs> level. And I can tell you um, early voting will be at the administration building um, near the high school and I think one other place, I'm not sure where, and then um, voting day is the normal precinct locations that you would go to on most voting days. So you live right near there, so you're going to have cocktails afterwards, right? For <laughs> everybody course. who's of, listening. Of Pete's house. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pizza and cocktails. A- absolutely. <laughs> well, I will say that when I voted at the administration building they have that just a fine oiled machine and yes. i was in and out of there in less than three minutes so yeah. it won't we take can all much afford of that time. time right no yes. it, it i've never been there when when there's a, a long line at all and mm-hmm. it's quick perfect so well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today yeah. we Thanks really appreciate it you motivated that. us thank you yes. so much absolutely that's been another episode of the bubble lounge i'm martha jackson and i'm nelly shudo and we'll catch you next time